Hi, Bold Bakers. Welcome to Need to Know, where each week we serve up conversations about the hottest trends and takes on baking. I am your guest host today, Kevin Kurtz, co-creator, producer of Bigger Boulder Baking, and the husband, lucky husband, for this lovely lady here, <laughs> Chef Gemma Stafford, a professional chef, cookbook author, and also creator of Bigger Boulder Baking. Gemma, and welcome. I, thank you. Mia <laughs> is off this week, so we have Kevin here, yes, which is a nice is, treat. Uh, this is the first time we've really done this, Gem. Yeah. We'll kind well, of see on how camera. It, right. Yeah. Right. We do well, it every day in real life. Right. This is, so this will be kind of IRL. Is yeah, that yeah, right? Yeah. In real life. In real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's right. So so Gem, yeah, we plan to hit. Um, I don't know, like some latest things about what's going on with us. Some latest trends in baking. Um, boy, so last week was Mother's Day. Jem, did you have a good Mother's Day? I did. I love it. Mother's Day is why I had sushi That's and right. sangria. That's right. So it was a pretty nice day. Not quite baking. Um, originally, there was plans for uh, what banana waffles? Is that right? Yeah, I wanted banana waffles, but we had no bananas. So. Right. Yeah, and then the thing about that is you were going to make those banana waffles, even though I, I would have. Well, I had to test the recipe, and I like to, I like, I would like to have done it myself. I know, <laughs> I know. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. That that's how it goes uh, sometimes. So, um, so Jem, speaking of um, Mother's Day, Katy Perry actually had her first Mother's Day last week. Oh. And she made tiny vegan donuts. Really? Yes. Is she vegan? She is vegan. So supposedly the quote was something like, "She is ninety-five percent vegan, a hundred percent of the time." I think if I if I got that right. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like Anchorman, sixty percent of the time. Yeah, every, every time. time. Right. The um, yeah, vegan donuts. I've had vegan donuts. Vegan donuts can be good. So, yeah. Yeah, sounds lovely. good. And they were tiny. They Why were, were tiny, they so tiny? So donuts. So I think it was from Tiny Kitchen. It was oh. um, was a uh, another. Another show yeah. on another network, um, but uh, but yeah, she I think uh, did that, enjoyed that, had a good Mother's Mother's Day um, as well. Um, other things in the news, Gem, um, as far as baking goes, um, boy, uh, you know the New York Times is an excellent authority. They're pretty amazing out there, but they're talking about easy summer baking. And starting in the freezer aisle with frozen items like puff pastry. What are your thoughts about that? Who said that? The New York Times. Yeah, I'm all about that. Uh, frozen pastry. Okay. Yeah, because well, usually you can get really good quality frozen puff pastry. Uh, lots of times, um, you know, it often comes from Europe, maybe from France, and it can be really good quality. It's hard. It, it's a labor of love to make puff pastry. Yeah. So... If you want, it's not even a quick fix. It's like, it's, it's kind of smart. Like I use puff pastry, frozen puff pastry all the time. You're guaranteed good results. I would just say, just look for a good quality one. Okay. So right now, off the top of your head, go to summer puff pastry recipe. Go. Summer puff pastry yeah. recipe? Yeah. Like as far as what would you do? Um. Oh my gosh, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah. I think I would um, do a a tart where you could like bake puff pastry blind and fill it. This is in my book. Fill it right. with a creme patisserie uh, cream and raspberries on top. Okay. 
Okay. That's a really easy dessert. That sounds lovely. Yeah. And then with ice cream? No, it's not really something because it has the creme patisserie cream in the middle. It's oh, not I something you would have ice cream with. Okay. But if you want your ice cream, you can have it uh, later do. when I go to bed, like you usually do. <laughs> I, I know, I usually do. That's, that is, uh, I, I have few vices in my life, but late night desserts. Eating are, out of the freezer is one of them. <laughs> eating out of the freezer, yes. I'm actually, um, uh, I'm known for, you know, if there are no spoons, you just take a fork and you go into the tub. Do people do that out there? No, I'm normal? pretty sure they don't. Is it, <laughs> is, it, is it normal, though, to get... Well, I guess normal is a weird word, but do people out there... Do you think most people do take the tub out and just eat out of the tub? I think normal... I, I think it's very normal to do that. Okay. And also, I have to say, like, I know that you like it in a bowl, and sometimes uh, I would just like it out of the little tub. Yeah. But the there's something comforting about eating it out of the tub because it's a luxury. So you feel like, I'm going to sit here with a tub of ice cream, right. eat it out of the tub... Um, just because I deserve it. See, my problem is math, which is to say it's so easy now with the nutritional information to do the math on how many calories are in there that it's you multiply that big number by four and that gets a little dangerous as well, far as eating out of it. If you think about it, Ben and Jerry's tub, they're like, well, it's a pint tub, right. same as every tub, but they are, oh my gosh, like it's, I think it's probably supposed to be four servings or something. Right. Yeah. Oh, I know the numbers. I can do. I'll tell you. Do you? Yeah, it's roughly like for an app, like I don't know this scientifically, but it's it's like 350 calories for a serving <gasps> times four. So 1,400 calories. 1,200? Not quite your day. So I think 2,000 is about average, right? For, as far as things go. Yeah, that's tough. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I wouldn't eat a pint in one sitting, but I yeah. definitely would eat it in two. Okay. Well, and I'll tell you, I would never drink milk out of the fridge, so we won't even... We don't even gloss over that. Who does so. that? People drink milk out of the fridge. That's a different person. I know. That's no, exactly because that's kind of gross. Yeah. Out of the carton. You mean out of the carton, out of the fridge. Out of the carton, that's gross. out of the fridge. Eating ice cream yeah. is like, yeah, I want to do that right Well, now. I would expect when our son, George, gets older, that's something that I could see him doing. Because isn't that like a teenager thing where they just screw off the top, <gasps> they just down it? No, 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 no. no. If we had done that in my house, my mom would have would it would not have gone down well I bet. yeah george never did that you don't think little george no okay okay no no george <laughs> wouldn't have done that well my mom used to always say manners make the man oh. and uh he never would have done that okay okay well speaking of uh our little george um he's getting that age now he's 15 months and um he's still figuring out what he likes to eat what he doesn't like to eat um what like what what favorite foods do you see him enjoying Right now, yeah, he really likes. Pa- oh, let's say pasta. He, well, she does like pasta, yeah. but he really likes salmon. Yeah, um, he's really funny because, and this is not just him. This is all babies, but he'll like something one day and then like apps like just uh, hate it the next. And anything he doesn't like, like once he starts pushing stuff instantly, he'll put his hands up when he doesn't want something. He'll put his hand up like this to say like no, like guarding his face, right. and then he just starts to swipe it off the table. Yeah. You know the way he does yeah. that. Yes, um, so you're just you're kind of done at that stage. Once he starts to swipe yeah. it off the table, then you, you have to move on. Yeah, exactly. So, but he likes he likes pasta, which of course, like who doesn't like pasta? And he likes spaghetti, like he likes bolognese sauce. Right. He likes salmon. Right, right. He loves pureed vegetables and and fruit. He loves yogurt. Dinners are just a bit harder with him. Yeah. 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 Well, that's our favorite thing. One of our rituals is 
I'll have breakfast with him. And so we'll do blueberries and yogurt. Very simple, blueberries and Greek yogurt. But we'll microwave the blueberries a little bit so they get kind of a little, you know, they'll like juices pop. Yeah, yeah. Like, but they're not too hot. It's not too hot because the yogurt cools it down. Yeah, yeah. That's our little favorite treat. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and then we get a pint of Ben and Jerry. No, we don't do that. We don't do that. All right, back to uh, baking news and what's trending right now. Um, I guess I could say it's baking, but but I I actually kind of love this one. So um, Adam Sandler, we've actually we've seen him in our neighborhood before. I think he lives he lives pretty close by. Um, He uh, went to an IHOP. International House of Pancakes, and uh, was told that the wait would be about 30 minutes. Yeah. The server there didn't recognize him, and so he unfortunately couldn't wait around, and he left. So he responded on social media about that. I think there was a big, uh, a, a big sort of outreach to him of "Come back, Adam!" when uh, when when they found out that it was him. But um, l- let's go to IHOP Gem, which is: Have you ever been to an International House of Pancakes? Of course, I have. Um, I have, I'll tell you, I, I'm wondering where he was, where he went to an IHOP. Because yeah. like, I know he lives in Los Angeles and I know the area that he lives in is near us and there's no IHOPs. No. Um, but so when I lived in Tahoe, when I first came to the United States, there was an IHOP in Tahoe. And on like my, uh, like on a morning, if I wasn't working or whatever, I would go there and get coffee and pancakes. But yeah, I, because... I, I loved it because number one, I was 25. But um, the IHOP, you can't deny that IHOP pancakes are always big and fluffy and soft. Always. Always. They're, they're always the exact same. They're manufactured that way. Right. They're, so, the, you call them engineered. They're engineered right. that way. Yeah. So, um, you know, who doesn't love a big stack of fluffy pancakes? Like, no matter where they come from. I just remember the the name, um, the commercials when I was a kid is they would have the Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity breakfast. Oh, and I don't think I ever even had that. And I couldn't even tell you what it is today, but I'm sure it was an amazing stack of Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity pancakes. We'll have to try that. It sounds like something that might have fruity pebbles in it. No, 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 uh, no, no. It was before, like, before this, those. Was, this was a million, million years ago. Well, so I... I would go to the International House of Pancakes in high school, and my friends and I would go in before school, and uh, there was a whole like all-you-can-eat pancake thing there, and we got these grand notions of like we were going to eat so many pancakes, mm-hmm. um, and you know me in high school, I was an eater for sure, um, uh, to say the least, and uh, we would go in there, and basically we we could we could have like. Just two pancakes because they were too big. Just many, two? Yeah, I know. How many have you eaten at one time? Four. But yeah. it would take me an hour and a half. Yeah. They're big. Um, I'll tell you what the type I used to get. I used to get pancakes with bananas in them mm. and then blueberry sauce on top. No, no, that's good. Blueberries and bananas. Yeah. They're delicious. Yeah, I think George would like those. Because too. those are my two favorite pancakes. Either blueberry. Yeah. Well, bananas are my favorite pancakes. And then second to that are blueberry pancakes. Mm-hmm. So yummy. Yeah. I used to get that. But I would go through. This is no joke. I would go through. um, Like I would make my way through that jar of syrup. I would. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we go to Costco for the Kirkland syrup. Is that correct? <laughs> it's good. It's good quality, right? Yeah, not an IHOP, it isn't. <laughs> no, I'm saying the Kirkland Costco. <laughs> the the maple syrup we get. A, a, yeah, 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 
Yeah. But I have to say, though, this is going to sound kind of weird, but my favorite thing now that is a must on pancakes, which I'm sure every other person in America knows this, except I'm only like kind of new to this, is you have to have butter on top of your pancakes. Well, so listen, I, I, like if I if I were to even go back to when I was a kid, the the image of pancakes it was with is, a big knob of butter. Yeah, it's and and well, actually, so here's the question. This is kind of silly, but big stack of pancakes. Do you put the butter on first and then the syrup, or do you put the syrup on and then the butter? Um, does it matter? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think you put the butter on and then you put the syrup on. And the syrup on yeah, top. Yeah. I'm trying to picture like you know if you look at like a. Uh, an image or a sticker yeah, yeah. or something like that. We'll have to we'll have to check that out. But I All think right. yeah, no, I, I like butter is so important. It's as important as uh, maple syrup. The one thing is you have to make sure that it's good quality butter, like Irish butter, and make sure it's salty. Absolutely. Those are my pancake tips. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, All right, back to uh, entertainment news. Back to baking news. So, Gemma, Netflix's nailed it show. You've been on there twice. They have a whole new season that just came out. And one of the the head um, culinary folks on that show um, has, uh, I'll use the term, extolled the benefits. She is is, uh, really highly recommended kosher salt in place of regular salt in baking. Yeah. Do you like any thoughts around that? Well, first, go back, rewind it back there a minute. What's extolled mean? Like she's championed, she's uh, uh, highlighted, spotlighted, lifted up. I've never heard that word before. Oh, you're kidding? No, seriously. <laughs> Is that a real word? Yeah, it was probably an SAT word that I've remembered from twenty plus years ago. But... Um, oh, so, 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 this is I like. Mm, I'm not the best person to ask about this because I use. Um, so there are lots of people do use a li- like a kosher salt. Then if you're supposed to use table salt, I think you use a little bit less. Like I use table salt often and um, some people find it quite salty. So um, I'm, I'm not an expert on this, but I, I do need to educate myself on okay. the different types of salt. I just know that for certain things like right here, I've got a batch very super randomly, but not super randomly no. because we're doing Amazon Live after yeah. this. Um, my chocolate chip cookies, my best yeah. ever chocolate chip cookie. That's so good, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. These are your best chewy chocolate best chip, chewy right? Best chewy chocolate cookies. Yeah. Um, with those, I use sea salt. Sure. Because you, when, you eat, when you're eating the cookie, you get little bites of salt throughout yeah. the cookie. And it's just like really good. So, um, so yeah, I know some bakers like my uh, friend Brian Hart Hoffman. I think they like over at Bake From Scratch use exclusively like yeah. kosher salt. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, but you've been using sea salt. Mm-hmm. Well, and so one thing that the article talked about that the nailed it um, culinary person talked about is um, that you have to be careful of weight measurements, though, right? Like as far as the idea that. The kosher salt, I think, weighs more than Oh, table. does it? No, I didn't know that. And I would say, same with chunks of sea salt, right? That, that so would weigh differently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, that's why, and that's why you use less of one and more of the right. other. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Well, I, so um, uh, Georgie hasn't watched too much TV, but we have watched uh, the Netflix show uh, Waffles and Mochi. I, mm-hmm. think, I think you talked about that a little bit before. And there's a whole episode on salt. And the, the recipe that these two puppets did... I, I know, just 
imagine what I'm saying. These two puppets made a, a, a baking recipe. At the very end of the recipe, it said, um, and add salt to taste. Mm -hmm. So in a recipe, if it says add salt to taste, what, what does that mean? I... So I, it's funny, I'm, I'm thinking a few different things here. Some people have real issue with that. Like, do you like, do you find that kind of jarring and it just kind of throws you a I, little bit? I have no idea what that means. And the whole episode was add salt to taste. They added like a gallon of salt well, to one cookie. Also, it says to taste like also that doesn't make sense. Add salt to taste. That's right. To taste what? That's right. And they were also puppets. They were also so puppets. So what are you going to do? They didn't know. Um, no, I, I just remember uh, years ago when your sister told, said to me that she hates when recipes are written and it says add a pinch of salt. Yes. Like she yeah. needs to know how much salt. And, right. if you, and if it's not written there, she literally doesn't know. Yeah. So like, which is fair enough. Like I, I get that. So like I, I've, you know, I've been doing this a long time. So I do, I'm, pre I'm very good at gauging these things, but some people like need that like exact number. So adding salt to taste, that doesn't give you a guide. It doesn't give you any um, information. So yeah, like especially for bakers who are a little bit unsure. It, so I would say if you're going to do that, the only way, real wiggle room you have to do that is with savory, is with cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On that side. Yeah. Well, talk to me a little you bit. I don't mean, do. You can't do that for baking. Add salt to taste. You can't do that because number mm -hmm. one, you can't taste something. Like nearly everything needs to be baked. That's true. So you can't taste it until after. Right. Um. It. it, it no. Just that doesn't. It so just doesn't make precise. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, Jim, one thing you've shared with me is through five. Well, five hundred videos, thousand plus recipes, cookbook with one hundred and fifteen recipes that it, it seems like you've actually changed the way you've written recipes. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, especially after the book, I, I like to keep them very tight and to the point. So a lot of my recipes, you'll notice on the website, um, usually excluding yeasted doughs. I like to keep them in and around 10 steps and I like to keep the steps short. There's some chefs and bakers out there that might do five steps, but they're a paragraph long, which I like, I find really confusing. So I like to keep it like really tight, get away, rid of all the fluffy stuff that I call it because sometimes the baker or the writer is just uh, rambling in the instruction and it gets really confusing when all you need is just the, the, the information. So I cut all of that out and I try to be very precise. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's, I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm a cook before a baker and um, I follow the recipe as far as I'm absolutely going through the details of the recipe. And so when I see a recipe that um, uh, starts throwing curveballs or isn't as explicit um, I remember um, uh, who was it? Andrew Zimmern um, had a quote that basically said, if a recipe does not specify the type of pot beyond just like put it in a pot or put it in a pan yeah. or something, that like he'll stop immediately because it's a little bit of like a gut check on, I don't know if the rest of this recipe is going to be precise. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. So there's this drives me bananas when I read people's recipes. And I want I try and make sure some of my old recipes, I'm probably guilty of it. But with my newer recipes in the last like two years, three years or so, you shouldn't see it. But I hate when I see like they're saying, like somebody says, use, um, you know, get, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm kind of blanking on it right now, but like get you know, do your folds of your croissant dough, um, you know, be very precise about this and giving you all the instructions. And then the next step is just roll it out until it's a big rectangle. Mm. It's like, no, you can't do that. You have to, like, you told me all the other information to get me to this point, And now you're saying just roll it out into a big triangle. Mm. Like, what is a big triangle? Mm. Is my big triangle different to your big triangle? Or people are saying, um, you know, in some some recipes, it's really important to use a medium-sized dish. Otherwise, it won't work. Right. It's like, okay, but what's a medium-sized dish? Is that a 12-inch right. dish? Right. Is it 14? Like, you know, so things like that. I'm very conscious of that stuff. Yeah. Just because, especially with baking, that can really determine your results and affect sure. your results of whatever you're baking so yeah. yeah it is really important so i try and always give all of those like in inches centimeters all the measurements size of dishes size of saucepans and um, put it on you know cook your custard uh, on the heat well, on what heat on high heat on low heat on medium heat like those are really important questions especially when it comes to things like custard and ice cream bases and things Absolutely. because you have it's all about precision it's yeah, all it comes absolutely. down to well is it fair to say that through answering you know probably you know a million plus comments over the the last seven years having a now a whole team around the world that's answering comments interacting with the fans creating all these recipes that that's helped you yeah absolutely improve? oh absolutely it has oh. because i get um, immediate feedback so a lot of it has come from copious hours of answering comments mm. and people telling me uh what what they understand about the recipes what they don't understand details that i've left out because that can be, it can really happen what i started doing in the last few months maybe a year or so is only editing recipes uh with when i'm in a quiet room with mm. no distractions no netflix on no music no nothing because I really have to concentrate to make sure that every single detail is correct in the recipe. Because once it goes live on our website and there's something wrong with it, I get emails and I get messages straight away. And I hate that because like I try so hard, like we have somebody who writes a lot of our recipes, then I edit them. I look at them again. Like we try to catch everything and sometimes it's just hard. It's hard to, you know, like sometimes, you know, I I have salt in the ingredients, but I didn't put it into the recipe. Yeah. So. um, Well, and it's also part of having a community that they're able to give us that feedback and change things. I mean, that's actually why in most of our videos, we don't put the the ingredients on screen. And I know we've actually been doing it a little bit recently just to see kind of how how people uh, enjoy that. But at the same time, if anything ends up changing, um, you can't go back and change that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And often it does. Like I've done recipes where uh, I get great results one time. And then over the years, it's like, you know what? I think this needs to be changed. And then we change it and we alter it and we update it. Yeah. And that can happen too. You know, you just, you you evolve. Yeah. So uh, Gemma, uh, 
on the um, on the on the personal front here, we're actually uh, we're planning an adventure for today, right? You want to、yes. you want to talk a little bit about it, but without maybe where we're going, and but but maybe not why. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you want me to tell where well, we're where going? Where are we going today? We are going to the. Can I? I okay, I'm gonna say it. Go for it. The Wolf he,、um, Showroom Sub Zero、yeah. Headquarters. Are there other headquarters? It's, It's a, a showroom. A showroom down in Costa Mesa. In Costa Mesa. Yeah. And we are going to be looking at、um, all the different ranges, fridges,、um, everything that they have, for all the cookers. Reasons we'll tell you more about later, right? Okay. I, are you are you looking forward to it? Have you ever been to like a, a showroom? Well,、like、that? we go to IHA every year. Sure.、Um, and we well, the, the housewares. That's housewares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's、um, so. Like I, I, I have a feeling that's what's going to be like.、Yeah. You know, just like all kitted out and like all of their like newest、uh, products. Well, like, tell me, when you were in kitchens, did you work with Wolf and Sub Zero products there? We. So I'm trying to think back. Yeah. I think it was. I don't think it was.、Mm, no, that's not true. The ranges were Wolf. Yeah. And the ovens were something else. Okay. Okay. But、um, but definitely the ranges were wolf, and it, that's they kind of modeled themselves on the commercial industrial kitchen, the oven. Like my mixer here is wolf, and they're kind of famous for these big red buttons, which is that what you would find、yeah. on、um, cookers in in、um, professional kitchens.、Yeah. But、uh, they're really powerful. They've got like great engines. They're very well made, and it's 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 the creme de la creme. It's the top of the crop. So I'm excited to go and to see. see. I've been promising that it's kind of the Disneyland for、uh, kitchen appliances, so I'm expecting that. Maybe without the rides, but hopefully,、yeah. hopefully there'll be some good food there.、Um, Jam in in the last few minutes here.、Um, so Mia, for her interviews, used to do a lightning round. Okay. And so、I'm, I don't know if I would call this a lightning round, but it's more. Well, why don't we do kind of a final Q and A, and we're going to make it about us. Okay. Okay. So my first question to you is,、um, what's the best thing I've ever baked for you? And if not baked, if that doesn't come to mind, cooked is 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 fine. Um, what is the best thing you've ever made? I think you know, uh, like you you make some chili, which is like you do good chili. Um, and one time you put red wine in chili. Do you remember that? Yeah, I did. It was a, it was, and you know, a slow cooker. I was very curious <laughs> as to how that was going to turn out. It's a thing. It's like no, when you put red、is. wine to in. I don't to, think it's in a chili to make a a sauce rich. Yeah,、like、you a would tomato sauce or yeah. something. Yeah. W- wouldn't you put it in like a spaghetti sauce? Yeah. So then it works great in chili. It it did what you did、I、that day that worked.、Up. I made that up.、Um, but yeah, I mean, sorry. What was the best thing? I would say I think you used to make.、Um, oh, you know what you're good at? Oh, what am I good at? Hamburgers. Huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And also cooking steaks. Remember that time you made steaks? Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, it was really. It、good. was a, a year ago. We、And、did.、Uh, you, we got a little saucy and bought a filet mignon. What does that mean, saucy? Well, like that's kind of like high rolling <laughs>、oh. filet mignon. You know, it's like when you go. That's when, like, when I, I was a kid. You know, you'd go like we would eat the New York steak when I was a kid. But like the fanciest thing, of course, they would have is like 
the filet mignon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which I know there's better beef and all that. Uh, and by saucy, you don't mean drunk, do you? <laughs> no, I guess saucy is probably not. The more like, I should have said more like, yeah, we're high rolling. On yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. And then uh, what is the worst thing that I've ever made for you? I, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of connected with the first one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Um, one time years ago, years and years ago. You, Our first year when we were dating. They, you made cornbread. Yes. Which, that sounds like a nice idea. Yes. But then you added almond extract to the cornbread. May I defend myself? No, I'm not finished talking. Oh, okay. It was awful. Mm. It was really awful. Okay. And there was no sugarcoating it or pretending that it wasn't because it just was inedible. No. So now you can... Well, so let me... And maybe it's not a defense, but it's more I'll, I'll, you know, say what happened. So again, we were... We were dating and, you know, obviously I knew Gemma was a great chef and, you know, she made so many things for me. Um, uh, we would actually go out on dates and she would show up like she would open up her purse and she would have cookies and um, your uh, 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 gingerbread. Gr- the gingerbread or some of the um, uh, granola bars, like yeah, yeah. things that you made and all that. And um, and I was like trying to contain myself as far as like because I love all of those things so I think at one point I said I'm I'm, you know it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> as far as that goes but I appreciate it I absolutely appreciate it but I also know that Gemma uh loves um to bake for people and that's part of how you show love and that I wanted to do that for you I wanted to make something for you and so I made a chili a Kevin's famous chili not Kevin from the office but a Kevin's famous chili and so I made cornbread because you make cornbread along with it as well. And so growing up, I think in my mind, like vanilla act, uh, extract was like a like a, an amazing flavor. And you would add it to baking. You add it to most baking, right? You add it to most baking. Just to answer that question for me. That's, that's the only that's question you've been asked. That's kind of a asked. loaded question. That's the only question you've been asked. So I went to go add vanilla extract to my cornbread. Oh, you were going to add vanilla? To my cornbread. That would have been just as bad. But I was out of vanilla extract. So I looked in the pantry and I was like, oh, but I have almond extract. Why not? Why not? Well. Oh, okay. But it didn't stop there. I went and I have to, I swear this happens today. (laughs) I went to, you know, unscrew the top. I poured it on a measuring spoon, you know, and I was going to put in I don't know, back then I probably thought a tablespoon was okay, <laughs> which is not right. And of course what happened, it just all came out. So it was probably like, I'm guessing three or four tablespoons of vanilla extract Gross. into it. Yeah. And so, you know, I didn't have time to throw it away. I don't know. I, it was definitely almondy. <laughs> it was definitely almondy, but I was trying to show my love. I did my best. I did my best. I thought you were trying to get rid of me. <laughs> I did my best. Well, Jim, <laughs> that didn't work. That didn't happen. Uh, boy, uh, 10 years later. 10 years later. 10 years later. It's pretty amazing. Um, Jim, this is a lot of fun. I, I know we covered uh, not a lot of ground, honestly, but, you know, we talked some baking trends, a little bit about us, a little, some hints here and there. Um, I don't know. Maybe we do this again sometime. Sure. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? We miss well, Mia and we'll have her back soon. Absolutely. Mia, we miss you. Absolutely. Um, please uh, make sure to uh, listen to Need to Know uh, uh, every Sunday when we release it. 
uh, on your favorite, uh, we know, on your, where, where you listen to podcasts. But subscribe. make sure to subscribe and rate. Rate five stars. Yeah. And, then, so really, and please give us your, on the review, we really mean comment, which is we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you like, uh, what you don't like, honestly, as well, um, even though still rated five stars. Um, but we really appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, uh, Need to Know is actually uh, the number one baking podcast out there, which is pretty awesome. Wow, that's awesome. But we need your help to to keep it there as well. So uh, thank you so much for being part of the Bold Baking community. Gemma, thank you for allowing me to guest host. And um, Thank you. We'll see you hopefully again. We'll see you back here again next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.